The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier esports betting site. Bet on your favorite games like CSGO, Dota 2, and League of Legends, and earn Unicorns through successful bets, or use Unicorn's exclusive Connect program, where you can earn Unicorns just by playing some of your favorite games. Use your earnings to enter Unicorn's raffles for exciting prizes like Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins. So join Chase and Walter and prove who really is the esports gambling expert. Unicorn.com. Log on today. our 2017 summer split EU LCS team by team preview. I, of course, am Walter Siedis Fedchuk, and I am the 2017 Guess the Lines world champion. And if you don't know what that means, just stick around because you will very, very soon. Just like my co-host, Chase Redshirt King Wastener. Chase, how are you doing this lovely, lovely day? I'm doing well. You know, we're talking about one of my favorite teams in Europe to talk about. This is a team that has such a passionate fan base that has, you know, been so welcoming to us on on the Facebook where we have literally joined one of their unofficial fan clubs and at least talked to members of their official fan club on the show before. And their owner. And their owner, and this team's really fun to watch, and they have the MVP on it, and a lot of, of really interesting question marks that that they're trying to solve right now with the Korean boot camp. That I'm excited to see what happens with that. So well, there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. Well, much like Chase, the uh, the unicorns of love don't have a championship belt. Uh, they took second last year, falling to G2. Esports uh, three to one in the finals. They did get sort of you know a victory by winning the MVP away from Trick. Uh, I think that was that was kind of successful. They weren't able to be the first team to to knock G two off uh, over the year. That was Chase's team of Rocket, which we'll get to later on in the week. But yeah, Unicorns of Love. I remember last spring when we were talking about them. We said we're we're done. We're done underestimating them. We're finally ready to embrace the magic. We want to ride the unicorn to the end of the rainbow. And Chase, I think that we did pretty good for ourselves as first split Unicorns of Love fans. I think a second place showing in Europe was pretty solid. I think that everyone on the team has the potential to just continue to improve. Uh, just looking back at last split, what was, what was the thing that stood out to you about this team? Well, I think it has to be their understanding of game tempo. I think that there's something that... People often underestimate when it comes to, uh, you know, judging a, a team's quality, and it's understanding the pace of the game. If you're the unicorns of love, what, one of the things that they do best is 
understand that they have these openings and skirmishes in which they can get small advantages that might turn into big advantages down the road. They understand, you know, hey, this could be a three for two trade in our top lane if both mid laners come roam and the junglers come in there. But if we win three to two, we get to go then push in this tower and the creeps start coming into that wave. We're depriving our enemy of resources. We're getting what we need for ourselves. Maybe we're even getting a lot of tower pressure out of it. And they do these kinds of decisions all the time. There's a reason that they had the most combined kills per minute of any team in the league when it came down to their games. They were very high octane. They were constantly around these kinds of fights. And I think that you look at their lane efficiency as the one thing you really point to and say, this team understands how to use the map to their advantage and catch the opponents off guard. I, I think that that's really crucial, and it's something that we should not underestimate. Now, it, it wasn't necessarily as much in the early game as, as people might expect. Very, very few first bloods, if I remember correctly. Yeah, their first blood rate, for, for those who are curious, was only 35%, which is pretty low. Their gold difference at 15 minutes was 330. That's also pretty low. Uh, this was not a team that necessarily always came out of the early game feeling confident about their position but what they did have is an understanding of their own shot calling strengths their team fighting strengths their skirmishing strengths and a confidence in each other that when they do make that call everyone's going to follow through and you know when we punish teams for being indecisive so much it's only fair that we praise the teams who have that decisive killer instinct and therefore give themselves more opportunities to succeed than they would otherwise have and, and it's funny, when you look at this roster, which is staying completely the same for the spring, you have Vizichachi in the top lane, you have Xerxy as the, the rookie of the year jungler, was fantastic, was snubbed, I think, from not being on the all-pro teams. Uh, Vizichachi, by the way, the MVP of the league. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I've settled into it. I'm okay with that. Uh, Exile in the mid lane, Samix as AD carry, and Hillasong as the support. And when you talk about this varying pacing of tempo it's not even the team as a whole it's like there's different moments of the game where each player is in charge of what that tempo is uh, you know more in that early game you have xerxy who's really in charge of you know okay we're gonna put the pedal to the metal here and it's gonna be a lot of invades a lot of ganks and we're gonna kill a bunch of people in the enemy jungle and we're gonna set it up and it's like him and and, and hillasong are really you know that sort of like 10 to 20 minute and then you settle into sort of this mid game where it's uh, you know, these team fights are starting to go, and it feels more like Exile and Samix. And then as you get later on into the game, it's all about Vizichachi directing sort of the minion waves. Uh, I remember Kelsey Moser had pretty high praise for Unicorns of Love during the course of Split about their ability to manipulate waves um, just in general. It, it was, you know, not like, oh, they're the greatest team to do it, but it was like, you know, oh, okay, that's surprising. Like, that's cool. Uh, and Chachi is very, very good at manipulating waves when they get that kind of side lane pressure. Um, Absolutely. When you look at this team going forward, they didn't make any changes. They did. They took everyone to Korea to do a boot camp, and it saw, they were at the Rocks Tigers Gaming House, so we knew they were at least getting you know some lower-level LCK teams to be willing to scrim against them. It wasn't just, hey, let's go to Korea and scrim against Fnatic because Fnatic's there. When you look at this team, what what do you think the thing they need to do is to take the next step to actually knock off G2. Well, what they're going to need to do is they're going to have to take the next lesson 
from the, an understanding of tempo and understand when they do not have tempo in their favor. And this is something I think they run into a lot when they play G2. I mean, you look at, you know, games two and four, uh, they weren't that far behind. You know, they were getting kills. You know, they were making themselves in these fights. They were grabbing a couple of people along the way, and they were initiating a lot of these fights. Uh, but in all reality, their understanding of, of which objectives are really, really worth fighting for was a little askew in, in some of these situations. I think it was Game 2 specifically where G2 was behind for a chunk of it, and then Unicorns of Love kind of railroaded themselves onto this dragon, lost a fight there, out of position, and in a way that uh, gave G2 a lead that they just never looked back from. And I think that that comes down to shot calling. I think it comes down to recognizing what you can and cannot do. You have to be aware of your composition strengths, when you're peaking, when you're at your strongest moments, when is the best time to skirmish, and where do you want those skirmishes to happen? Are you a team that does really well in closed quarters, in which case you're really trying to get someone either at a baron pit, a dragon pit, or in the jungle? Are you someone that benefits more from having the mobility in the fight? You know, which I, I think is mostly what Unicorns of Love do. I think their chase down is often one of the best parts about them, especially with Vizichachi being as good as he is. His Shen is almost immaculate. You know, it's just, you know, a lot of, of great things to like on that end. So it, it's refining the ideas that they've clearly gotten a handle on. I, I think that decisiveness is good. I think that carelessness is not. I think that selectively being decisive by understanding which decisions are worth taking that's what you need to be doing uh and if i have a, a runner-up uh hillisang the bulgarian hero in a lot of ways in the league of legends scene very active with his fans great dude uh champion pool had some issues this last split and i think that they need to find a way to either get him comfortable on these things or really find some inventive ways around it. And I think that, well, Zillion was a an okay choice for that for a certain extent throughout the season. I'd feel a lot better if things like Malzahar or Lulu or even something like Zyra could come together. He just seems to struggle. And the positioning yeah. that follows with that is just not ideal. Yeah, this this is definitely a support player that when you bring up champion pool issues, I totally could agree with. And I go, yeah, I get where you're coming from. Um, I still don't think that it, it's crippling. I think that he can adjust. I think he just takes a while for him to adjust to new metas. And he's just, he is. He's at his best when he is on an engaging playmaker um, that can soak up a lot of cooldowns. Like he had, really, when he's playing a tank, he is at his best. You know, Zyra, sure, you can engage, but you get popped instantly. It's, you know, two abilities and you're dead which right. doesn't really fit that well into his wheelhouse. But that's fine. It's something that he can work out, and I think he can adjust his play style. Who is the most important player on this team going forward? We obviously, there's an MVP in the top lane, there's a rookie of the split in the jungle, there's a still a young kind of stud mid laner in the middle. You know, which player is the most important for this team's overall success? Hey, Exile, how you doing? I, I want to have a chat with you here because I, I think that, you know, if you're if you're somehow listening to this or someone from the Unicorns of Love are listening to this, I, I want you to understand, I think you're a very good player. However, your playoffs had some clear issues, buddy. There were problems that you made in lane uh, that were 
you know, able to give your opposing laner a lot of advantages. There's some pretty reckless positioning in a lot of ways in team fights. Uh, there's a reason that you, when you look at deaths that mid laners had over the course of the regular season, you're pretty much uh, right near the top of that list. If Nahun didn't exist, you would have been number one. 97 deaths on a team that had the second highest win total in the league, that's not really something that we're used to or really should be uh, taking as an acceptable performance in a lot of those ways. And, you know, I understand, you know, you're a great playmaker. You've got good instincts. Your mechanics during fights that go well are incredibly impressive. But if I talk about being able to understand your limits and working towards the strengths that you have in your composition and selectively picking those decisive moments, I think that matters more to exile as far as where they ultimately end up than it does for anyone else. Because in the playoffs, the split, he was the fourth best mid laner. I, I understand that, you know, the awards worked out a little bit differently, but I I thought Perks played better in the playoffs. I thought that Power of Evil played significantly better in the playoffs. And I think whether you want to look at Fabivin or Caps, I think both put in solid performances. Exile was a, a weaker link. And, you know, I, I think that Europe has a lot of strong mid laners. And that's fair. And if you want to come back and say, well, you know, it's not that he's, you know, this player that has clear issues. It's that the other people are really good. Well, that's fine. But if you're going to be the champions, you need to rise to the occasion. You need to be a top three guy, probably a top two guy if you're going to overcome this. Because otherwise, you're putting yourself in a situation, well, it's Sven versus Samix. And as good as Samix is at his role, I don't think I'm going to take him over Sven. And visit Shachi. You know, he's a great player, he's the MVP, but Expect made him look a little foolish in a couple of those games. The 1-8-3 rumble that Vizicacci had uh, in game four, the deciding game, they could gank him into oblivion. Yeah. And, and when you have a team where the strengths are so clearly located in just one lane, you're not going to be nearly as strong as if Exile can be an equal threat or an almost equal threat. So that's, I think, the guy this comes down to. And I, I think that he is capable of it but it's going to take a step forward and hopefully korea's been that step for him so something tells me you aren't saying that unicorns of love are going to win the championship next split no a am i right am i wrong no no they aren't okay so where, where do you see them then this is this is where i'm going to get myself in trouble i think they're either third or fourth i'm going to go with third and, and I understand the Unicorns of Love fans are saying, oh, man, underestimating us again. You guys always do this. Like, last year, it's Don't, out don't quote me with you. I'm not underestimating them again. Look, they're really good. They're going to be a top four team. I think they're going to get through on points when it comes to qualifying for Worlds. I think the problem is the Misfits look like they got a little better this offseason. I think that H2K will almost certainly play better in the playoffs than they did last season. And I think Fnatic has a chance to be a lot better than they were last split. They came on in a big way towards the end of the split. I think that if they get a coach that, that emphasizes those strengths, I think they could be really scary. I, and, and that does not mean that any one of them, I, 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 have, I still have to go back and forth in my head and see some of the whole picture before I'm going to say which one of them I think ultimately ekes it out. But I think that the unicorns, right now, they have to take a step that I have not seen them take quite yet and I, I just 
I need to see it before I can trust it completely. I think that their issues are significant enough that they're going to have to hope that this Korean boot camp came up in a big way. And and for the record, that still means they're really good. I still think this seems very solid. I just think the teams are going to have learned a lot from watching them for an entire split and the strategic points that Unicorns of Love go for. And G2 provided a pretty easy blueprint as to how you bait out fights that you don't, you want them to take because you think you can turn it around on them. So I haven't third right now. I, I think that they could exceed it. I hope that they do. But I have them third right now. Uh, they're going to beat G2 in one of these regular season series. I'll say that. They probably end up second, but it's going to be a closer second than it was this year. And I know that's not any consolation prize. It's still, but we didn't win. Like, it doesn't, it's not good enough for us. I totally get that. I agree with that. But I think that with this team and with how good G2 are, Unicorns of Love are, are getting better at this rate and G2 are getting better at this rate. And I think we're going to get to a moment here with G2 where a couple of their players may be hitting their peaks. And once, and I think that Unicorns of Love have the younger players. I still think that Exile can get better. I think Xerxes can be a hell of a lot better. And I oh, yeah. really want to make a joke that I know Unicorns of Love fans aren't going to love. But if Spenskara doesn't play well in the summer, TSM got a lot of bling bling to give away to somebody. And oh, we know that Bjergsen, we know Bjergsen loves his European junglers. So if Bjergsen comes home after Worlds and really enjoys playing with this, I, I don't I don't want to make that joke. I would rather him stay on Unicorns Love and I got two teams that are great and really successful in both regions. I would love that. Monster. But if you look at all the young European you look at the European junglers, Xerxes fits that mold of the player that TSM goes after. Two splits, really good jungler, really aggressive kind of in the early game. Like that fits the mold to a T of exactly what TSM would want in a jungler. So I think Unicorns of Love second. I think you guys are pretty safe at going to Worlds. Going to Worlds will be a big step for you guys. Going to Worlds and proving your worth on the international stage, I think will be a very huge step. And I can't wait to see that happen. Absolutely. I also can't wait to get the rest of these team by team previews out of the way. We've done two so far. Today was the Unicorns of Love. Yesterday was G2 in Europe. We got two done in North America, TSM yesterday and today's, which, oh man, I'm gonna make some people hate me on that one. So you can head on over to that and check out today's North American team by team preview episode. You guys can find me at C80s underscore LOL. Chase, where can the good folks at home find you? You can find me at Redshirt King. I, I know Unicorns fans are, are going to be the wonderful, passionate fans that we've come to know. I want you guys to know that I do really enjoy watching your team. I, I think that there's a lot of, of potential there. I just see a lot of potential in some of these other European rosters too. And I cannot wait to talk about, uh, I believe, uh, one of the next two that we're talking about. It's going to be real fun. Yes, unlike uh, unlike... Chase's passion for the Unicorns of Love, this next team that we will be talking about tomorrow, is in fact hard to kill. So, until next time, goodbye, Internet. Hey there, C80s here. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, consider supporting us at www.patreon.com backslash roughdraftspod. For just a dollar a month, you can join your fellow listeners in our patron-only Discord channel and help keep the content coming, or join our VIP club, where a dollar a show, or eight bucks a month, 
gets you first priority on all patron content like our patron-only Q&As. And check us out on all of our social media, Twitter, at RoughDraftsPod, Facebook.com backslash RoughDraftsPod, SoundCloud.com backslash EsportsRoughDrafts, as well as on iTunes and YouTube by just searching for the Rough Drafts Podcast. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, Internet.